0: You are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny. We'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes and we will pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. In the heart of the North Atlantic, beneath an ocean floor shrouded in darkness and desolation, rests a colossal icon of the Second World War a grim sentinel silently narrating the tales of bravado, desperation, and the ultimate price of ambition. Her name, Bismarck. This German warship, a testament to the height of engineering prowess and naval strategy, was envisioned as an unstoppable force. The British Royal Navy's greatest adversary, and yet, her seafaring life was unexpectedly short-lived. Our journey takes us back to 1941 at a time when Europe was engulfed in war, and the mighty Nazi Germany seemed invincible. The Allies, under great pressure, strained to maintain the vital lifelines crossing the treacherous North Atlantic. The convoys were their only hope to keep Britain alive, far removed from the resources of their American allies. Amidst this chaotic canvas, Germany made a bold move, Operation Reinebung. The deployment of the Bismarck with a deadly mandate to disrupt and destroy the Atlantic convoys. The narrative that unfolds encapsulates a tale of titanic battles, great naval mines, the agony of the sailors, and the undying determination of nations at war. As we dive deep into Operation Reinabung, we will traverse through the silent echoes of the past, understanding the men who sailed these treacherous waters, the monumental ships they commanded and how their actions reverberated far beyond their lifetimes, shifting the course of human history. This is not just a tale of a battle, but an epic saga about the endurance of the human spirit in the face of insurmountable odds, the constant dance between innovation and strategy, and the high-stakes gamble nations played amidst the rolling waves of the North Atlantic. Come, let's set sail into the annals of history, into the heart of the Rainabom. This is a voyage where the sea unveils her stories, as much of bravery and strategy as of tragedy and lessons hard-learned. As we journey together, may we remember the battles fought, the lives lost, and the world that changed forever. CHAPTER 1 PRELUDE TO OPERATION REINERBUNG In the belly of Germany, under the shadow of an ominous, war-torn Europe, a vessel of unprecedented might was taking form. A behemoth that bore the mark of human ingenuity and raw power, the Bismarck. Named after Otto von Bismarck, the Iron Chancellor who unified Germany, this battleship was the embodiment of the new German Reich's ambition. The man entrusted with nurturing this sea titan was Admiral Erich Redder. A stern, hard-nosed Prussian, Redder had risen through the ranks with his blend of tactical acumen and political skill. Steeped in a traditional naval ethos, he viewed the Bismarck as a key element of the Kriegsmarine's broader strategy. His vision was clear, assert naval dominance in the Atlantic and choke off Britain's supply routes, bringing the island nation to its knees. To bring this vision to life, Redder enlisted the talents of an array of naval architects and engineers, each bringing their expertise to bear on the man of task. Together, they laid out the blueprint for what would be one of the most formidable battleships ever built. With her main armament of eight 15 inch guns, a top speed exceeding 30 knots, and armor plating up to 12 inches thick, the Bismarck was a beast designed for both protection and annihilation. As the steel behemoth gradually took shape in the shipyards of Hamburg, an air of anticipation filled the city. People watched in awe as the warship emerged from the skeletal frames. Yet, beneath this spectacle of human achievement lay an undercurrent of tension. The rise of Bismarck coincided with escalating global conflict, a shadow that loomed over the shipbuilders, engineers, and seamen alike. Meanwhile, Redder, seemingly unflustered by the brewing storm, continued his relentless drive. He recognized that the Bismarck was more than a battleship, it was a symbol of German power and resurgence a weapon that could tip the balance of the war in their favor. As the Bismarck's hulking form was launched into the Elbe River in February 1939, a cheer went up from the assembled crowd. The sheer enormity of the ship, combined with the pride of the German people, made for a poignant moment that radiated far beyond the shipyard. But as the Bismarck slid into the waters, none present could fully anticipate the seismic events this warship was destined to set into motion. Amidst the clamor and applause, the Bismarck's tale was only just beginning a tale that would encapsulate the terrifying power of war, the resourcefulness of desperate nations, and the unyielding spirit of the men caught in the middle of it all. Little did they know, the saga of the Bismarck would become an unforgettable chapter in the annals of naval warfare. While the Bismarck was taking shape, a strategy was being carved out within the austere confines of the German naval command. This strategy's mastermind was the astute and pragmatic Admiral Redder. For Redder, the Bismarck was not just a battleship but a linchpin for a strategy to starve Britain into submission. Across the Channel, Britain, despite being a resilient island nation, heavily relied on imported food and raw materials to fuel its war machine. The British Isles were particularly vulnerable as a giant part of their supplies had to traverse the treacherous and U-boat-infested waters of the Atlantic. In the German High Command's eyes, the Atlantic Ocean was Britain's Achilles' heel. Retter's strategy was simple yet devastating, disrupt these vital supply routes and Britain would be brought to its knees. To accomplish this audacious plan, Germany did not rely solely on its U-boat fleet. Instead, Renner sought to augment submarine warfare with surface raiders that could pose a significant threat to the Atlantic convoys. This was where the Bismarck, with its long operational range and fearsome firepower, would play a vital role. Like a wolf on the prowl, the Bismarck was expected to sneak into the Atlantic, wreak havoc on the convoys, and withdraw before substantial British forces could respond. Meanwhile, the men who were to put this strategy into action were training rigorously. Each man knew the critical role they were to play in the grand scheme of the German strategy. The ship's officers, under the experienced hand of Admiral Gunther Luchens, mastered the intricate workings of the battleship, preparing for the great hunt that lay ahead. In those tense days leading up to the launch of Operation Reinabung, Redder maintained an iron resolve. His mind was constantly at work, planning and replanning, refining tactics, and analyzing intelligence reports. With each passing day, the sense of urgency grew, but Redder knew the stakes. It was not just a mission, it was a decisive move in the chess game that was the Second World War. As the spring of 1941 arrived, the Bismarck was ready. Its crew was battle hardened, and the command was confident. Britain was blissfully unaware of the deadly storm brewing just across the North Sea. In the heart of Germany, Operation Reinabung was set in motion, poised to change the course of the war and write an indelible chapter in the annals of naval warfare. Even as the Bismarck stood ready and the German High Command tightened the final bolts of their audacious strategy, the vast stage upon which this drama was set to unfold was already teeming with action. The North Atlantic in 1941 was a treacherous expanse of ceaseless waves and unpredictable weather, a watery arena where the destinies of nations were taking shape. Across the sea, the British Royal Navy reigned supreme, a force unparalleled in its might and seafaring traditions. Yet, behind the façade of this naval titan, there were signs of strain. The prolonged war was testing Britain's limits, and the relentless German U-boat campaign was taking a heavy toll on the Atlantic convoys. At the helm of the British naval strategy stood Admiral Sir John Tovey, a man as tough as the ships he commanded. Tovey, a true sailor at heart, was well aware of the threats that lurked beneath the Atlantic waves. He had a formidable task at hand, to keep the vital Atlantic convoys running despite the relentless German attacks. Yet, even he could not fully anticipate the imminent threat that Bismarck posed. Back in Germany, the architects of Operation Reinabung were preparing to cast the dice. The plan was clear. Bismarck and the heavy cruiser Prinz Eugen would break out into the Atlantic, avoiding detection by slipping past the British patrols that guarded the Denmark Strait. If successful, the German ships would emerge as wolves among a flock of sheep, The Atlantic convoys being their primary prey. As the plot thickened, the world remained largely oblivious to the impending storm. Daily life went on as men, women, and children went about their lives, blissfully unaware of the titanic battles about to erupt in the distant waters of the North Atlantic. Meanwhile, the sailors aboard the Bismarck were readying themselves for their maiden operation, each man a cog in the wheel of this colossal war machine. And so, the stage was set. The actors were ready, each locked in their roles, bound by the call of duty and destiny. As the spring of 1941 came to an end, the curtains were about to rise on Operation Reinabung, a pivotal act in the grand drama of the Second World War. Chapter 2, The Launch of Operation Reinabung. The sun was barely above the horizon when Bismarck and Prinz Eugen slipped their moorings in the early hours of May 19, 1941. Their destination was the icy expanse of the Denmark Strait, a narrow stretch of sea between Greenland and Iceland. Here, the veil of near-perpetual mist and fog offered the perfect cover for their daring breakout into the Atlantic. On the bridge of the Bismarck stood Admiral Gunther Lutyens, the man chosen to lead this daring operation. A decorated officer and experienced seafarer, Luchens was a picture of concentration as he navigated his command through the mine-laden waters of the Baltic Sea. Also present was Captain Ernst Lindemann, a commander admired by his men for his cool composure and dedication to duty. It was Lindemann who was tasked with the day-to-day running of the Bismarck. On his broad shoulders rested the lives of over two thousand sailors, each looking up to him for leadership as they embarked on this perilous mission. As Bismarck and Prinz Eugen snaked their way northwards, an aura of tension gripped the ships. Every man aboard knew the gravity of their mission. This was not just an operation, it was a vital cog in the larger German strategy, a daring move designed to shift the balance of the war. Despite the biting cold, the sailors worked like a well-oiled machine. Every eye was peeled for danger, every ear strained for the faintest sound that might betray the presence of an enemy. Beneath the stoic exterior, their hearts pounded with a mix of fear, excitement, and anticipation. They were heading into the unknown, into a battle that would test their courage and resolve to the limits. Through the journey, Luchens and Lindemann maintained a calm exterior, Guiding their men with a steady hand. They knew the stakes. Success would mean a severe blow to Britain, perhaps even tipping the balance of the war in Germany's favor. Failure, on the other hand, could mean disaster, a blow from which the Kriegsmarine might never recover. As the North Sea gave way to the icy waters of the Denmark Strait, the men aboard the Bismarck and Prince Eugen steeled themselves for the coming storm. The stage was set the die was cast, and Operation Reinabung was well and truly underway. Meanwhile, on the British side, there was a flicker of unease. Despite their oceanic supremacy, the British Admiralty could not afford to overlook any potential threats. The shadowy tales of a formidable German battleship had not gone unnoticed. Admiral Sir John Tovey, the man in charge of the British home fleet, was not one to be complacent. Tovey was a seasoned naval officer, his career shaped by years at sea and the lessons drawn from it. He understood the dance of naval warfare, a ballet of power and stealth where one wrong step could spell disaster. He knew that the supposed launch of the Bismarck was not just a German boast, it was a clear and present danger. With this understanding, the British had laid out a network of patrols and surveillance across the North Atlantic. Royal Navy cruisers were stationed around the Denmark Strait and the Iceland Faroe Passage, acting as silent sentinels against any German attempt to break into the Atlantic. The icy waters of the North Atlantic had become a chessboard, with each side strategically positioning its pieces. On May 22, a routine patrol flight from the Royal Air Force spotted the German ships in a Norwegian fjord. The sighting set off alarm bells in the British Admiralty. Tovey, getting wind of the situation, quickly realized the significance of this discovery. The game was afoot, and the hunter had just caught sight of its prey. Back in Britain, the news of the German sortie set the wheels in motion. Ships were readied, crews were mustered, and orders were dispatched. The home fleet, based at Scapa Flow, was put on high alert. Among the fleet was the battleship HMS Prince of Wales, fresh from the shipyard, and the battlecruiser HMS Hood, the pride of the Royal Navy. The British were gearing up for a hunt. The target, a German warship, a sea monster that threatened to disrupt the lifeline of the empire. It was a race against time, a daring game of cat and mouse in the vast, icy expanse of the North Atlantic. The hunt for the Bismarck had begun. Back on Bismarck, the atmosphere was tense. The news of their sighting by a British aircraft had confirmed what Admiral Luchens and Captain Lindemann had already suspected—they were no longer invisible. Their mission, once shrouded in secrecy, was now exposed. Yet, rather than dampening their spirits, this revelation only stiffened their resolve. The men of the Bismarck were now steeling themselves for the inevitable confrontation. On the other side, the British were rapidly mobilizing their forces. Admiral Tovey was meticulously positioning his pieces on this vast watery chessboard. The HMS Hood, the pride of the Royal Navy, and the brand new HMS Prince of Wales were ordered to intercept the German warships. Rear Admiral Lancelot Holland, a stern and experienced seaman, commanded this force. He understood the task at hand he was to engage and neutralize one of the most formidable battleships in existence. As both sides braced for an impending encounter, the North Atlantic stood silent, almost holding its breath. The icy waves bore silent witness to this deadly game of hide-and-seek, their white crests mirroring the nervous anticipation of the sailors. The grim ballet of war was about to begin. On the dawn of May 24, the inevitable occurred. The British force, led by the HMS Hood and Prince of Wales, came across the German flotilla. The sight of the German ships on the horizon sent a jolt through the British ranks. This was it, the moment they had been waiting for. The encounter they had both anticipated and feared was upon them. In the chill of the early morning, the first salvos were fired, echoing across the vast expanse of the Atlantic. Each blast was a harsh reminder of the deadly reality they were now a part of. The Battle of the Denmark Strait had begun, and with it, a decisive chapter in the annals of naval warfare was being written. The impending clash between these titans of the sea was more than a mere naval engagement, it was a fight for supremacy, a battle for survival. It was the physical manifestation of a much larger struggle. Amidst the icy winds and thundering cannons the fate of nations was being decided. Chapter 3, The Great Hunt The morning of May 24, 1941, dawned cold and grey over the Denmark Strait. In the pale arctic light, two great naval forces faced each other, their guns pointing ominously at one another. The silence of the early morning was about to be shattered, replaced by the deafening roar of naval artillery. On board HMS Hood, Rear Admiral Holland ordered his ships into battle. The Hood, a magnificent battlecruiser, and the Prince of Wales, a newly commissioned battleship, moved to engage their German adversaries. This was a moment that would test the mettle of every sailor, the abilities of every officer, and the capabilities of the ships they served. The first salvos were fired by the British, their guns aiming for the Bismarck. Shells whizzed through the cold morning air, leaving trails of smoke in their wake. The German ships returned fire, their own guns lighting up the dawn with their deadly fire. Aboard the Bismarck, Admiral Luchens and Captain Lindemann calmly directed their ships' fire, their faces set in grim determination. They were vastly outnumbered, yet their spirits remained unbroken. The Bismarck's guns roared, hurling shell after shell at the British ships. The battle turned to a dance of death as each ship maneuvered to gain an advantage over the other. This was not just a clash of steel and fire, but of wits and courage. It was a duel on a grand scale, where every move, every decision, could mean the difference between life and death. Suddenly, a loud explosion rocked the HMS Hood. A shell from the Bismarck had struck her, causing a catastrophic explosion. In an instant, The mighty battlecruiser was engulfed in flames. The explosion ripped through the ship, sending a massive column of smoke and debris high into the sky. The loss of the hood was a severe blow to the British. Their pride, their symbol of naval dominance, had been sunk. Yet, amidst the shock and despair, there was a glimmer of resolve. The British would not back down, they would not let this setback deter them. The hunt for the Bismarck was far from over. The sinking of HMS Hood was a scene that shocked the remaining British forces. A pillar of fire and smoke marked the spot where the pride of the Royal Navy had once sailed. The loss was not just of a ship, but also of 1,415 men, leaving only three survivors. The tragedy was palpable, etched into the faces of every sailor who had witnessed the horror. Amid the shock and the chaos, Admiral Tovey's resolve hardened. The death of the Hood was a heavy price to pay, but the mission had to go on. The British response was swift. Tovey ordered every available ship and aircraft in the vicinity to hunt down and sink the Bismarck. Meanwhile, the Bismarck, though victorious, was not unscathed. A shell from the Prince of Wales had pierced its hull, causing fuel leaks. As the sea around them filled with oil slicks, Admiral Luchens made a critical decision. Rather than continuing their original mission to raid the shipping lanes, Luchens decided to make for occupied France for repairs. Back in Britain, the news of the Hood's demise sent shockwaves across the nation. The loss was a national tragedy, a wound that struck deep in the heart of every Briton. But it also galvanized the British people and their leaders. Prime Minister Winston Churchill issued a direct order to the Royal Navy, sink the Bismarck. In this dramatic turn of events, the stakes were clear. The Bismarck had to be stopped, not just for strategic reasons but for national morale. The hunt for Bismarck became a symbol of British resilience and determination. It was no longer just about a battleship. It was about demonstrating to the world and to themselves that they could stand up to the might of the German Kriegsmarine and emerge victorious. The ensuing days turned into a relentless pursuit. The Royal Navy mobilized all its available forces to hunt down the Bismarck. British ships scoured the seas while aircraft patrolled from above, their eyes keenly watching the waves for any sign of the German battleship. On the other hand, the crew of the Bismarck battled both nature and the growing sense of isolation. With its rudder damaged, the ship was unable to maneuver effectively. This slowed their progress considerably and made them an easier target for the pursuing British forces. Admiral Luchens, however, refused to give up. He was determined to get his ship to safety, to fight another day. Back in the heart of the British Naval Command, Admiral Tovey faced a challenging task. The Bismarck had vanished into the vast Atlantic, its position unknown. Time was of the essence, every hour that passed gave the Bismarck a better chance of reaching the safety of the French coast. Tovey understood this and coordinated his forces to intercept and corner the German battleship. The break they were hoping for came on May 26. A British Catalina aircraft, Flown by an American pilot, Ensign Leonard Tuck Smith, spotted the Bismarck. The news electrified the British command. They now knew where the Bismarck was, and they could plan their attack. As the Royal Navy closed in on the Bismarck, a sense of expectation hung in the air. The stage was set for a final showdown. The British were resolute, the loss of the Hood was still fresh in their minds, fueling their determination. They were not just fighting for victory, they were fighting for vengeance. As the sun set on May 26th, the final act of this high seas drama was about to begin. Chapter 4, The Fall of the Bismarck With the break of dawn on May 27th, 1941, the endgame began. The Royal Navy's noose was tightening around the Bismarck. Torpedo bomber aircraft from the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal buzzed over the waves, their pilots determined to cripple the elusive battleship. Meanwhile, Admiral Tovey's fleet, including the battleships HMS King George V and HMS Rodney, was closing in. On the Bismarck, the tension was palpable. They knew their pursuers were coming, they could hear the distant hum of aircraft and the ominous echo of ships' engines. Captain Lindemann, a man as sturdy as the ship he commanded, rallied his crew. His words echoed through the hull of the battleship, It is the duty of the fleet to engage the enemy with skill and decisiveness. To fight without fear. The first British attack came from the skies. The swordfish aircraft from the Ark Royal swarmed the Bismarck, their torpedo bombs creating deadly patterns in the sky. Despite the desperate anti-aircraft fire from the Bismarck, the aircraft were successful. One torpedo hit the Bismarck's rudder, causing critical damage. The impairment was severe. Bismarck, the once mighty predator of the Atlantic, was now wounded, struggling to maneuver. This was the opportunity the British were waiting for. The naval forces closed in, their guns trained on the now-vulnerable German battleship. HMS Rodney and HMS King George V fired salvo after salvo. Thunderous echoes of naval artillery filled the air as the British ships relentlessly pounded the Bismarck. Each impact was a blow to the once-invincible aura of the German warship. Yet, even in her final hours, Bismarck fought on, her guns blazing until the end. The saga of the Bismarck was drawing to a close. She was a beast cornered fighting against the inevitable. As the British closed in, the fate of the German battleship was sealed. But the spirit of her crew, their resilience against overwhelming odds, was a testament to their courage and dedication. The Bismarck would go down, but not without a fight. The sun was setting on the North Atlantic when the final act of the Bismarck began. Admiral Tovey's force had been shelling the German battleship relentlessly for hours. The Bismarck, once a symbol of German naval might, was now a hulking mass of twisted steel and smoke. On the deck of HMS Rodney, Admiral Dalrymple Hamilton, a seasoned naval officer with a sharp eye and a sharper mind, observed the dying Bismarck. The sight was both exhilarating and sobering, a testament to the destructive potential of naval warfare. Meanwhile, on the battered Bismarck, Admiral Luchens and Captain Lindemann oversaw their ship's last stand. Though the outcome was certain, their faces reflected a grim determination. There would be no surrender, their duty was to their ship and their country. Each order, each decision, reflected the gravity of their situation. As darkness fell, the British guns fell silent. They had fired thousands of shells many of which had found their mark. The Bismarck was crippled, burning, its guns silenced. But the final blow was yet to be dealt. The end came not from the British, but from the crew of the Bismarck. To prevent their ship from falling into British hands, they scuttled her, setting off charges that sent the battleship to the bottom of the sea. It was a final act of defiance, a last salute from the crew of a ship that had once been the terror of the seas. As the Bismarck sank, its crew fought for survival in the freezing waters. Only 110 out of more than 2,000 would survive. For those who watched from the British ships, it was a moment of triumph mixed with melancholy. The Bismarck had been defeated, but at a high cost. With the sinking of the Bismarck, Operation Reinabung came to an end. The British had won the battle. But it was a victory tinged with the memory of the HMS Hood and the brave men who had gone down with her. The Royal Navy had proved its mettle, but the war was far from over. This was just one chapter in the broader conflict that was World War II. In the aftermath of the sinking, a silence fell over the waters of the North Atlantic, broken only by the gentle lapping of waves. The Bismarck, the ship that had held the world's attention for weeks, now lay at the bottom of the ocean, a watery grave for the majority of its crew. Back in Britain, the news of the Bismarck's demise brought a mix of relief and elation. The Royal Navy's victory over the Bismarck was a significant morale booster. The nation that had recently mourned the loss of the Hood now had reason to celebrate. The phrase, Sink the Bismarck, which had been a rallying cry, was now a declaration of victory the impact was felt beyond Britain. In Germany, the loss of the Bismarck was a blow to national pride. It demonstrated that despite their impressive naval advancements, they were not invincible. For Hitler, who had harbored reservations about the value of battleships, the sinking of the Bismarck reinforced his belief that submarines, not battleships, were the future of naval warfare. In the United States, still neutral in the conflict at that time, the saga of the Bismarck captivated the public and policymakers alike. The British victory over the Bismarck made clear the resolve of their ally and the scale of the challenges they faced. It also underscored the importance of naval power and preparedness, a lesson not lost on the U.S. Navy. In the grand scheme of World War II, Operation Rainbow was a singular battle, but its ripple effects were felt throughout the war. The sinking of the Bismarck was a testament to British resilience and a clear demonstration of naval power. As the war progressed, these lessons would be drawn upon time and again, shaping strategies and influencing decisions in the ongoing fight against the Axis powers. Chapter 5. The Wider Impact The sinking of the Bismarck was a decisive moment in the larger context of World War II. It was not only a blow to German naval aspirations but also a significant turning point in the naval strategy of the conflict. For Germany, the loss of the Bismarck was a wake-up call. The Reich had placed considerable faith in their surface fleet, viewing it as a vital tool for cutting off Britain from her overseas colonies and allies. The Bismarck's demise, however, showed the vulnerability of surface ships against concerted air and sea attacks. Adolf Hitler, in particular, was affected by the loss. The Fuhrer, already skeptical of battleships, became convinced that the future of naval warfare lay in submarines, not surface ships. This belief would steer Germany's naval strategy for the remainder of the war. The focus shifted to the production of U boats, resulting in the infamous U boat campaigns that would come to characterize the Battle of the Atlantic. On the Allied side, the sinking of the Bismarck was a major victory. It boosted morale in Britain and demonstrated to the world that the Royal Navy remained a formidable force. It was a signal of British resilience, a beacon of hope in a time of widespread fear and uncertainty. For Prime Minister Winston Churchill, the defeat of the Bismarck affirmed his faith in the Royal Navy. Churchill had always been a staunch advocate of naval power, the Bismarck's sinking reinforced his belief in the importance of controlling the seas. His strategic decisions during the war would continue to reflect this philosophy, focusing on maintaining naval superiority and keeping the crucial supply lines open. The aftermath of the Bismarck's demise resonated throughout the rest of World War II. It was a demonstration of the changing dynamics of naval warfare, A portent of the importance of air power and the vulnerability of traditional battleships. This lesson would not be forgotten, shaping strategies and influencing the outcome of many battles to come. While the broad strokes of World War II were painted by land battles and political maneuverings, the Battle of the Atlantic, marked by events such as Operation Rainabung, was an equally important theater. The Atlantic Ocean was the lifeline for Britain, providing critical supply routes from North America and the colonies. Ensuring these lanes remained open was a matter of survival for the beleaguered island nation. The sinking of the Bismarck reinforced this reality. It demonstrated the vital role of naval power in the global conflict. Its destruction became a symbol of the hard-fought battle for control of the seas, a battle that was to become a critical factor in the ultimate Allied victory. For the United States, still on the fringes of the war, the saga of the Bismarck served as a wake-up call. The intensity of the battle for the Atlantic and the commitment of the British to resist German expansionism was a stark reminder of the realities of the global conflict. It influenced American strategic thinking and played a part in shaping the country's commitment to supporting Britain, leading to programs such as Lend-Lease, which provided crucial aid to the Allies. Moreover, the sinking of the Bismarck highlighted the potency of air power in naval warfare. The critical damage inflicted by British carrier-based aircraft showcased the vulnerability of battleships to air attacks. This was a lesson learned not just by the Germans, but by all nations. It signaled a shift in naval strategy and contributed to the eventual dominance of aircraft carriers in naval warfare. In the grand narrative of World War II, Operation Reinabung was a significant chapter. The sinking of the Bismarck not only marked a turning point in the war but also illustrated the changing nature of naval warfare, the importance of sea control, and the increasing relevance of air power. These lessons, learned in the cold waters of the North Atlantic, would echo throughout the rest of the war, shaping its course and outcome. The global chess game that was World War II was about more than battles. It was a contest of strategies, ideologies, and technological advancements. The Bismarck, a symbol of German naval might, embodied these aspects in its short but storied operational life. Its ultimate defeat shaped both the course of the war and the trajectory of naval warfare. Following the demise of the Bismarck, a shift occurred in German naval strategy. Hitler, stunned by the loss of such a formidable ship, Moved his focus away from battleships and towards the deployment of U boats. The Battle of the Atlantic became defined by this submarine warfare, with convoys and their naval protectors facing the constant threat of torpedo attacks from the unseen enemy beneath the waves. At the same time, the Allies learned valuable lessons from the operation. The successful deployment of carrier based aircraft against the Bismarck highlighted the importance of air power in naval conflicts. This insight influenced the development of future naval strategies and weapons, helping to usher in an era in which the aircraft carrier became the Queen of the Seas, replacing the battleship. On a broader scale, the Bismarck's end was a significant event that reverberated across the world. It offered a glimmer of hope to a beleaguered Britain and demonstrated the nation's resolve to the still-neutral United States. It served as a potent symbol of British resilience one that helped bolster support for the Allies and contributed to the mounting international pressure against the Axis powers. The saga of the Bismarck was not just a tale of one ship in one battle, it was a pivotal moment in the history of World War II, one that helped shape the direction of the war and the evolution of naval warfare. Its echoes were heard throughout the conflict, influencing strategies, inspiring changes. And serving as a constant reminder of the brutal reality of war. Chapter 6 The Legacy of Operation Reinabung. Long after the final shots of World War II were fired, the echoes of the Bismarck and Operation Reinabung continue to resound in naval history and culture. Its story, a tale of naval might, strategic errors, heroic endurance, and technological revolution, continues to captivate and educate. The Bismarck, even in its defeat, left an indelible mark on naval architecture and strategy. Its design, armament, and even its vulnerabilities influenced the development of future warships. The lessons learned from the operation led to improvements in ship design, particularly in the areas of anti-aircraft defenses and damage control. It also brought about a shift in the understanding of naval warfare, underscoring the importance of aircraft carriers and the potential of air power in maritime conflicts. Furthermore, the ship's narrative continues to captivate historians, military enthusiasts, and the public. The Bismarck's journey from the embodiment of German naval power to a symbol of resistance against overwhelming odds makes for an engaging tale. Its story is retold in numerous books, documentaries, and films, serving as a reminder of the strategic importance of naval warfare during World War II and the human cost of these epic sea battles. In a broader sense, the Bismarck Saga also serves as a lesson in strategy and decision-making. It underscores the significance of proper intelligence, effective communication, and flexible tactics in military operations. It provides a case study on the consequences of overconfidence and underestimating one's adversaries, and the importance of perseverance in the face of adversity. From a warship that once ruled the seas, the Bismarck has transformed into a symbol and a lesson, its story serving as both a cautionary tale and an inspiration. The legacy of the Bismarck and Operation Reinebung continues to resonate, its echoes reaching far beyond the tumultuous seas of the North Atlantic. The legacy of Operation Reinebung reaches far beyond the lessons of naval warfare. It touches on the personal stories of the men who served on the Bismarck and those who fought against it. Their bravery and dedication in the face of impossible odds are etched into the pages of history, providing an enduring narrative of human courage and sacrifice. Stories of the Bismarck's crew remain alive, passed down through generations. They speak of men who stood by their posts even as their ship was bombarded, who worked tirelessly to repair damage and keep the Bismarck afloat. They tell of sailors who fought to the end, who refused to surrender even when their ship was doomed. These tales of courage and determination serve as a testament to the human spirit and a reminder of the personal cost of war. On the other side, the stories of the British sailors and airmen who pursued the Bismarck are equally compelling. Their relentless pursuit, their determination to sink the German battleship despite the risk, stands as a symbol of the resolve and resilience that eventually led the Allies to victory in World War II. But perhaps the most enduring legacy of Operation Reinabung is its impact on the memory and consciousness of the nations involved. For Germany, the Bismarck represents a chapter of national pride and military prowess, yet also a stark reminder of the hubris that can lead to downfall. For Britain, the pursuit and destruction of the Bismarck serves as a testament to the nation's resilience and determination during one of its darkest hours. The echoes of Operation Rainabom are more than just the tactical and strategic lessons learned, or the technological advancements that ensued. They lie in the human stories, the narratives of courage and determination, of heroism and sacrifice, that remind us of the cost of war and the enduring strength of the human spirit the Bismarck, even in its ruin, lives on. Its dramatic tale reverberates throughout history, a ghostly echo that manifests in various forms. Not only does it continue to influence naval strategy and design, or find its way into numerous books, documentaries, and films, but it also becomes a haunting physical presence that continues to intrigue and fascinate. Almost eight decades after its sinking, The wreck of the Bismarck was discovered in 1989 by Dr. Robert Ballard, the same oceanographer who found the remains of the RMS Titanic. Found at a depth of over 15,000 feet in the icy waters of the North Atlantic, the wreck of the Bismarck is a spectral reminder of the ship's formidable presence and its tragic end. The discovery of the Bismarck rekindled public interest in its story and sparked new investigations into the final moments of the battleship. Through detailed examination of the wreckage, new light was shed on the events leading to the Bismarck's demise, providing historians with invaluable insights. The wreck also serves as a poignant war grave for the over 2,000 men who went down with the ship. It's a silent memorial of the human lives lost during Operation Reinabung, a tangible reminder of the cost of war. In many ways, the Bismarck continues to cast a long shadow over the sea and history. Its influence can be seen in the development of naval warfare, in the narratives it inspired, and in the physical remains that rest in the depths of the Atlantic. Like a ghost ship, the Bismarck continues to sail through the annals of history, its story undiminished by the passing of time. The legacy of Operation Reinabung is, therefore, a complex tapestry woven from threads of military strategy, technological innovation, human courage, and historical memory. It's a tale that continues to captivate, instruct, and remind us of the tumultuous era from which it sprung, the echoes of its narrative reaching out to us from the depths of history and the bottom of the sea.